our society, in our families, in our schools, in our businesses, Lord. Let your name be exalted, Lord God, even in this year in 2021. Even above that name which is on every lip currently all over the world, COVID, your name is even above that name, O oh Lord. That COVID will bow down to your name, to your throne, to your glory, Lord. And let you be glorified alone, Lord. Because there is no other Lord. Only you are great, Lord. You are seated on the throne and lifted high above Lord, you are seated on your throne and you're lifted high above forever and ever. Join me, you are seated. You are seated on the throne, you're lifted high above Again, you are seated on your throne, you're lifted high above forever and ever and ever. Be lifted high, be lifted high above all names, above all.
authority is yours, O oh God. All might, all power is yours, all glory is yours, Lord. Yes. Stand alone, Lord. Stand alone. Take your glory. It's yours, Lord. Eternally it is yours.
God, we thank you for your presence. Take us by the hand, Lord. Lead us each step of the way, Lord. I believe there's some people here this morning, and the future is not clear. I know, obviously, we're living in a global pandemic, so there's a level of uncertainty we're all dealing with. But I believe that the Lord wants to meet us in the place of our insecurity, in the place where we're saying, Lord, I don't know if I can continue. And Father, I pray, Lord, for deep encouragement this morning. I pray, Lord God, for deep encouragement this morning. We come, Lord to drink from the river of your spirit. Fill us, Lord, to overflowing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. So good to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. I'd like to welcome all of you who are joining us this morning. It's great to have you with us. I'd like to welcome the online family. It's great to have you with us. Amen. And uh, before you sit down, I'd like you to turn around and give someone an elbow, a foot tap, no hugging, no handshakes. There's coronavirus. Amen. 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 Sunday, I need some of those shoes, bro. <laughs> Sunday's got some serious uh, two-tone two color shoes going on there, but anyway. It's great to have you joining us this morning, and uh, I know that wherever you are, whatever you're going through, God is good, amen, and He's got a good plan for you, amen. Uh, I'll never forget when we lost our venue at the Barnyard Theater. Um, remember the Barnyard Theater? What was the Barnyard Theater? What was it? What? What? <laughs> Barnyard who? And, um, and I hope you remember uh, the uncertainty of that time that some of us were experiencing. And Murindeni came to me and they said, uh, on a phone call, and we were chatting, and he said to me that, remember, God always has good plans concerning us. And that was the first reflex that came out of him. It was like, you know, his faith reflex action. Amen. And I believe we all need to have that faith reflex action, no matter what we're facing, that God always has Good plans concerning us. Amen. That's a remix of Jeremiah 29, 11, in case you're wondering uh, if he was writing his own Bible, a vendor Bible. Uh, but <laughs> uh, so good to gather together on Mother's Day. Um, I'd like to welcome those of you who are visiting us for the first time. Who's here for the first time this morning? Uh, anyone here for the first time? Richard, you're definitely not here for the first time. Welcome, 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 welcome. 
It's great to have you guys joining us for the first time. Um, this is our overflow service. So we had the first service. This is our second service this morning. And I'm so grateful uh, that you've joined us. Um, God is good. You're in for a real treat. We have a guest speaker all the way from Peter Marisburg. Amen. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. For those of you who are visiting us for the first time, um, you see there's a little QR code up there. Uh, please scan it, and uh, it'll lead you to a connection card. And that's our way to connect with you, um, see how we can serve you, and help you to grow in your relationship with God. Amen. If that connection card, if that scanner is not working, uh, please speak to myself or any of the leaders who are here, and we'll be more than happy to take your details and catch up with you during the course of the week. Uh, we've got an incredible administration team that's headed up by Miriam. And um, you can also email admin s, that's admin s at enjhb.org, at enjhb.org, and just say, hey, I'm new, um, connect me. And uh, we'll go ahead and start doing that. Amen. Fantastic, fantastic. Guys, today is Mother's Day. Amen. And, uh, and even before we celebrate this new venue, I'd love to celebrate the mothers among us. You know, without mothers, oh, there is no nurturing, there's no strengthening, there's no shaping of the next generation. And we're so grateful for the role mothers have played in our lives. But it goes beyond that, because there's something ingrained in every woman, whether she's a daughter, a sister, or mother, that has that same impact on the world, that nurtures, shapes, and strengthens it. And so this morning, we want to celebrate mothers, but beyond that, we want to celebrate women today. So whether you're a mother with children or you are a woman, this morning, we want to celebrate you. Please stand up. We want to celebrate you this morning. Amen. Amen. And we've got a little gift that we'd like to give to you, uh, to thank you for the role that you've played, and we'd love to pray for you. Amen. Let's pray for all the women here. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the divine design of women. I thank you, Lord God, that the world would not happen, could not happen without them. I thank you, Lord, for the impact women have in shaping the world into what it is today. And Father, we rise up and we call them blessed in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you, whether they're sisters, daughters, mothers, grandmothers, Father, we thank you for the role that they've played in so many lives, and we bless them. And the people of God said, amen, amen, amen and amen. Thank you so much to all the mums out there. Folks, we're in our new venue. Amen. And, uh, you know, this is a, a dream come true, and you are in breakthrough right now. So often this seemed impossible. It seemed like it was never going to happen. But look what the Lord has done. Amen. And folks, this is your venue. Amen. Whose venue is it? Your venue. Amen. And uh, together, we're going to be serving the Lord in this place. Together, we're believing that God will fill us up to send us out into the world so that we can bring His kingdom wherever we go. Amen. We're trusting that from this place, we'll be charged up and envisioned to go out and make disciples 
of every tribe, every people, every nation, every tongue. Amen. From this place, we're believing that God will gather us, strengthen us as a people so that we can go out and do the same wherever we are. Amen. God is not into venues. You know, there's no verse that says, go ye therefore and have venues. Uh, but God is into making disciples and seeing people's lives. To that purpose, we have this venue. Because we want to see people's lives. In fact, together we see lives, community, and society transformed through discipleship in the word, the, and the power of God. Amen. And that's who we are. That's what we believe God for. We do not exist for ourselves, but we exist for a world that's desperate to meet this incredible God that we have the privilege of knowing. Amen. Do you know you're privileged this morning? Hey, amen. You are privileged. I'm not talking about white privilege, but you are spiritually privileged. Amen. 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 Uh, I'd like to give a special welcome to some of our guests here. Uh, kindness all the way from Venda. Thank you so much for visiting us. Uh, kindness has served on the university campus there, the University of Venda, uh, as a campus missionary, as a campus evangelist. And I want to share a snippet of his story, if I may, Kindness. Um, kindness is an evangelist, and um, God just birthed something in, in him for reaching people. But even more than being an evangelist is someone who knows how to say yes to God. What do I mean by that? About five years ago, we had our first outreach internship. Uh, the outreach internship is where we train evangelists. And I've got the pleasure of heading that up for our movement in Southern Africa. And kindness came along as a, as a university student. And he had never led anyone to the Lord. And he came along to this evangelist training. And when, he's, when I started to understand his story, I was thinking in my mind, why on earth is this guy here? So like, you know, I came around him a little bit, asked him some questions. And he said this. He said, Pastor Carol Gosman came to Venda, and she prophesied over me. And she said that you are called to be an evangelist. And I thought, oh, okay. If I'm called to be an evangelist, then I need to be trained. So he came to the training. So, <laughs> so here we are. And so, you know, um, being the great man of faith that I am, you know, I was like, yes, this is wonderful. No, I wasn't. I was like, oh, brother, you know. And... Uh, and it was incredible in a 10-day process, I think the first one was 12 days or so, in about 12 days to see a total transformation from someone who had never shared the gospel before, who by the end was giving people words of knowledge on the street, seeing them healed, leading them to Christ. That's the power of saying yes to the Lord. Amen. Not only that, but then he went back to Venda and started getting the students together to go out and start reaching their campus. This is what it's all about. Amen. Amen. So he's here for the Build Conference, which happened over the past week. A phenomenal conference that we've just had. Uh, if you missed the sessions, have a look online. They're available on the Every Nation Southern Africa page. We had great sessions from Steve Murrell, the founder, Tim Johnson, uh, Tilus Fuller, and from Morgan um, Stevens. There we go. Morgan Stevens as well as Carol Mkise and um, Philip Pretoria, some incredible sessions, just speaking the heartbeat of who we are as a movement in Southern Africa. 
There's also a great session there from our very own Simon Lerifolo from Rosebank, which we really love. So, guys, God is doing so much. And I hope you feel that God is doing so much because He is. Not just in conferences and sermons, but in your life as well. Amen. Amen. I'd like to give a short offering message. One verse. Are you ready for this? Matthew chapter 26, verse 7. Matthew chapter 26, verse 7. Are you there? Matthew 26, verse 7. A woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured out on his head as he was reclining at the table. A woman came to Jesus with an alabaster box. It was a jar. And she came with expensive contents in it. And she poured it out on Jesus. Often when it comes to venues like this, sometimes there's a question that we ask is like, man, why have we spent all this money on a venue? In a pandemic, are we crazy? Well, if you look in the natural, we're most probably crazy. But if you look with the eyes of faith, you will see that we are just doing what this woman did. Because of her love for Jesus. The reason we're in this venue is not because we like venues. It's because of our love for Jesus. Amen? That we're willing to break the piggy bank and pour out lavish affection on Jesus Christ. Amen? For His kingdom and for His purposes. That's what we're about. Amen? And folks, I want to thank you that during this global pandemic, you have given in an extravagant manner, just like this woman, because of your love for Jesus. And I want to thank you so much, church, for standing with us through this season. I want to thank you for your crazy faith, your visionary faith in following the Lord. Amen. Give yourselves a hand. Amen. Give yourselves a hand. You guys are absolutely awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your giving. Uh, someone asked me for the chair tally, donations for chairs. Um, so currently, for those of you who don't know what's happening, uh, we've got each chair costs 500 rand. That's it, 514 rand if you want the exact amount. 514 rand. You are sitting on 514 rand. So in order, <laughs> in order for us to buy the chairs, we're asking that the church donates towards a chair. So if you could donate a chair, we'd love it. It's not a must. We're not checking at the door who's given chairs, who's not given chairs. We're just asking that you help us to get a few more chairs here. Um, the current tally, we've got about, uh, I think it's about 12 or 14 chairs that have been donated so far. So praise God for that. And there's lots of room for many more. Amen. 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 I am so excited to introduce our speaker this morning. All the way from Peter Marisburg. He has done four doozy canoe races. Is that right? Did I say that right? Is it six? Okay, excusez-moi. <laughs> Pastor Jacques and his wife Jenny uh, from Peter Marisburg are some of the most passionate people for the gospel you'll ever meet. Uh, they are filled with the Lord. Their church has gone on an incredible journey of searching for God's riches 
in the supernatural. And they found them. And they've seen God do incredible things in and through their lives as a church. Guys, I pray that this morning you open up your hearts for the gift of God coming all the way from Port, Port, Port Elizabeth, where he's from, where he grew up, and Peter Marisburg, where he currently lives. And I believe that God's going to do an expanding work in our lives this morning as he ministers. Are you ready? Amen. Amen. Pastor Jacques, come on up. And in case you're wondering, he's not here to tell us any tall stories. He's here to preach the very word of God. Amen. <laughs> there we go. Thank you so much, guys. Timmy, can you let me just lift this up? There we go. Okay, such a privilege to be with you this morning. And uh, I bring greetings from my lovely family as well. My wife, Jenny, we've been married just uh, 27 and a half years now. We've got, uh, yeah, and uh, I, I have four beautiful children, three girls and a boy. My oldest daughter's 24. She's married already. My uh, second daughter's last year university, and then my third daughter and my son, fourth born, they are in high school in Peter Maritzburg. And I just love family, and I uh, can't wait to go back home this afternoon, missing my family so much. But we had a wonderful conference. Sure, it was so good. Um, we had some American speakers, and um, we were helping them how to communicate in South Africa. One of the words we taught them about was sure. <laughs> it was like, you can get a lot done in South Africa if you know sure. <laughs> so, so... Um, I know you guys know exactly what I mean when I say, sure. <laughs> okay. I was so excited when I heard that your pastor this morning said that you are in a season of breakthrough. And let me tell you, this venue is, just speaks of it. I mean, you just look around. I mean, I said this morning, he came this morning, uh, yesterday, he showed me this venue. And I mean, you know, you, you come in through the doors and you just keep walking, and there are just doors open, and more doors, and rooms everywhere. Phenomenal, folks. In front of your eyes, you are seeing breakthrough. But this morning, I had this scripture for you guys, and it's a scripture that's repeated twice, written by David twice in the Bible, in Psalms 8 and 2 Samuel 22, and we're going to put the scripture on the screen there. And this he wrote, Bible scholars believe he wrote Psalm 18 when he was a younger man. We're not sure exactly how old. But we know he repeated the same psalm in 2 Samuel 22 when he was an old man. And many Bible scholars agree that this psalm was basically the song of his life. The psalm of his life. The psalm that he identified with. This is, was, it was like his mission statement, you could say. And so... It's a beautiful, read the whole thing, there's so much beautiful stuff in there, but this verse was just jumping out at me. And it says, with your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. Now, these are military terms, and he's a military man. He's a warrior. He's a general. He's the leader of the armies of Israel. God anointed him and called him to basically conquer the enemies of Israel. 
And that's what he did in his lifetime. And so, folks, he's looking at his metron, which was a military world that he looked at. And he sees two things in front of him. The one thing he mentions is a troop. Now, a troop is a military term referring to a group of soldiers, armed warriors, but these are enemy armed warriors. And I was just doing some research. Today, a troop would represent in, in, in armies around the world between 16 to 50 men. And folks, this is what he's saying. He's saying, with your help, I can. Not we can, I. This, he has an incredible I can perspective and I can faith that he personally can advance, let's say, the minimum of 16 men. How many of you, if you were a betting person, and none of you would be, uh, would, you know, do lotto and stuff like that, because we trust God, amen? But, but imagine that somebody had to ask you, okay, we have, we have a bit of a wager going here. There's one man, and let's say the minimum of a troop, 16, and they're going to go head to head. And you can put your money either on the one man or the 16. Who are you going to put your money on? For sure. Folks, I want to submit to you sometimes the odds that we face in our life feel like that. We feel like the odds are against us. I have applied for this promotion so many times. They keep turning me down. The odds are against me. We have tried to fall pregnant for so many years. The odds are against me. I have tried to get this degree for so many years. Fill in the gap. I have tried with my marriage. I have tried with my teenager. Fill in the gap. I don't know your metron. David is talking about his metron, his world. What is your world? What is the area you need breakthrough in? What area do you feel the odds are stacked against you? And you need a breakthrough. And this is, I believe, just what the Lord is wanting to his word to you is, with your help, with God's help, you can advance against the troop. And then the second part of the verse, he says, with my God, I can scale a wall. In military terms, he's talking about a wall that would be around a fortified city. Not a little garden fence, you know. This is, these are big things. He says, I can. David has an I can in him facing insurmountable odds. Folks, how much, you know, I read this verse, and in the one sense, you know, I, you can think, think of those big walls that they built around cities in the old days. Think about a troop of soldiers, 16 up to 50. I mean, think of that range. I mean, it's like, what is wrong with you, David? Why do you say you can? Doesn't that, that like, like bother you? How come you can say you can? You're crazy. You're cooked. What have you been smoking? Folks, we got to back up. He says, with your help, I can. With my God, I can. I actually believe if our focus is on the troop or the wall, the I can doesn't happen. But if we focus on with my God, if we focus on with my God, if we focus on God is with me, with God, folks, changes the odds. You and God against 16 soldiers, you actually in the majority by like a gazillion times. You and God against a wall, whatever barrier you're facing, 
and it's not insurmountable. The I can happens if you get the with God. And I want to focus this morning. I don't want to actually you be freaking out about whatever troop or wall you're facing. I believe God wants to minister to you about with God, with God. We are a people that walk with God. We are people that God has chosen to dwell, not on us, not next to us. The Bible says in us. Folks, that is phenomenal odds. I would put my money on a man who has God inside of them against anything. I don't know about you. The I can comes because you know God is with you. That is the key. And so, Pastor Temba asked me to minister on this amazing series you guys are doing called Breathe, which is looking at Holy Spirit. And folks, that is it. When we talk God is with you, we are talking Holy Spirit isn't on you, next to you, behind you, in front of you. He is in you. This is what we're talking about. This is what the Bible says. And so, we're doing week two, John 14, verse 16, and Pastor Timber particularly wanted me to highlight this little word, helper, in this verse. Okay? The word helper, I mean, it's an easy job. I mean, how many of you know what a helper is? I mean, surely that's an easy assignment. Okay? Well, let's go look at the verse. You're going to skip two slides ahead. Let's go straight to the verse, guys. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna flow a bit differently. Okay, next, next slide. Okay, there we go. We did this in the first service. So this is kind of like... This is part to be. <laughs> okay. So you've got a seven-part series. <laughs> okay. Okay. On Holy Spirit. So he says, okay, I've got to get my slides there quickly. Um, oh, come on. Sorry. And I will ask the Father. The I is Jesus. He says, and I will ask the Father... And he will give you another helper to be with you forever. To be with you forever. David said, with God, I can. Why on earth can you say I can? Because Jesus said, I will give you another helper to be with you forever. With you forever. Folks, forever is a long time. If Jesus says forever, can there ever be a break in the concept of forever? Well, then it's not forever. Folks, with you forever, the confidence that I can that should surge inside of you when your spirit grasps the reality with me forever. That that means there isn't going to be a time that is not with you. That means there isn't going to be a time that the I can needs to fall out of your vocabulary. With you forever. So this word, helper, but before Jesus says helper, he says, I will ask the Father. In this verse, we see the Trinity. The amazing revelation Jesus brought about God is that he is God the Father, God the Son, and Holy Spirit. In this verse, we see the Holy Trinity. And there's such a unity. They are so one. 
But Jesus said, I will give you another helper. He doesn't just say a helper. And if you dig down the original language, and I, and I, I, I did a bit of digging for you guys here. Like, why this word, another helper? You see, in the Greek language, there are two words. If you want to say, I want to give you something, there are actually two words that you could use to describe the thing you were giving. There's the Greek word alos and hetros. And so I could say, I want to give you another something. For example, I, I have a banana, I'm eating a banana, and I want to offer you a banana and an apple. I don't know what you like. But if I offer you a banana and I say, here is an alos fruit, the banana being fruit, alos fruit, it means I'm offering you fruit of exactly the same kind that I'm having. I'm having a banana, you having a banana. But if I said, I'm going to offer you a heteros fruit, a fruit of a different kind, I couldn't offer you the banana. That wouldn't be the right use of the word. Of the word. I would have to say, here's a heteros fruit, fruit of a different kind. Apples and bananas don't come from the same trees. And so this is it's so significant. Jesus is highlighting the unity, the oneness found in the Trinity. He's literally saying, I'm giving you another helper, Holy Spirit, just like me. Just like me. He's just like me. He's talking to disciples who know him. They've been walking with him for quite a while when he speaks this. And he's saying, I'm giving it. It's going to be just like me, guys. Just like me. It's amazing. And then he uses this word helper. He doesn't use the, the, the word Holy Spirit here. He uses the word helper. Now, again, I mean, I, I said in the first service, what does helper mean? To some people, it may be, you know, if you work in one of these fancy offices around you, who's the helper? You know, it's the person who comes to clean the office after hours or, or whatever. That's not at all what Jesus was referring to. So let's go to the next verse. No, is it the next verse? Let's go on. See what it is. Oh, this verse, this, this word, helper, is, is, is found in those four verses in Scripture. Go study it. Oh, we may get to them. I don't know. I don't know. If we go to a third service, uh, Timbo, we'll get to, it, get to it. Okay. I'm only flying at five, guys, so, so I'm relaxed. Okay. <laughs> John 14, 26, John 15, 26, and John 16, 7. He uses this word helper, but I want to unpack it for you. Okay. What does it look like? So, yeah, I'm giving... This is the Amplified Bible. Now, Amplified Bible is beautiful where they take, see, the Greek language, often the word has such a depth of meaning that you can't actually translate it to one English word. And this word that they use, that Jesus uses for Holy Spirit in these four verses is the word parakletos. And what the Amplified Bible does is it takes that word parakletos and it actually puts seven different words to highlight what this word parakletos was. So Jesus took this word to say, this, this helper that's just like me, that's alos, of the same kind, of the same ilk, of the same mold, fashioned from the same fabric, this helper is parakletos. And look what the amp says, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter, Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby that he may remain with you forever. 
<laughs> so this is all your pastor asked me to speak on, one word. Folks, those, one word, parakletos, I honestly want to invite you in a lifelong journey of discovering the parakletos, the comforter. Have you encountered the comfort of parakletos? Have you encountered the counsel, the wisdom of Paracletos? Do you know his help in daily assignments, big and small? Do you know his role as the intercessor, standing in the gap, contending for you? Do you know him as your advocate? Your defense attorney, when accusations come, when slander come, when lies come against you, and with everything inside you, you want to defend yourself, and you say, that's not true, I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't do, etc. There's a divine peace that come into our souls and say, God, you are my defense attorney. Defend me against the accusations of the enemy. One of the revelations in Scripture of the devil is that he's the accuser of the brethren. And that's okay, because we have a divine defense attorney that will defend us, will defend our name, will defend our reputation. Do you know him as your strengthener? Do you know him as your standby? One of the translations of parakletos literally is the one who comes alongside to help. The one who comes alongside to help. I was sharing this with Pastor Roger yesterday. He reminded me of a use of this word parakletos in Bible days. In a Roman army, you would sign up as a young man 16 to 18, you would sign up for the army. When you sign up for an army, that was a lifelong assignment. You would retire from the Roman army at the age of 60. Lifelong assignment. And how they structured the army is they had a buddy system. Yes, they had legions and regiments, etc. But the smallest fighting unit in the Roman army was a buddy system, which, which meant... You would get to be partnered with another guy. You are 16, 17, 18. You're joining the army. They would partner you with a buddy. And the assignment was that the two of you would fight together until you are 60 years old. Do you know the bond of camaraderie that would happen for those men and between them? I have heard so many stories of men who fought in wars that there comes a time that you're not fighting for, you know, king and country, but you're literally fighting for your friend who's next to you. There's a bond that happens. And you would call your buddy who you are fighting wars with until, the, until you turn 60 years old, you would call him your parakletos, your standby, your strengthener, the man who's next to you. And when they, would, when they would go into battle, the Romans had this amazing strategy. They had these massive shields, but they had big, thick leather buckles 
and belts on the side of their shields. And they would literally buckle their shields together. And they would advance against the enemy together. And the man standing next to you is your buddy. And you are literally, your shield is buckled to him. So if for whatever reason, a spear or, a, or an arrow comes through and you are hit, literally, you just need to hold on to your shield because your buddy, whose shield is tied to yours, will drag you along and will get you through the battle. That is parakletos. Parakletos. That he may remain with you forever. He's not going to desert you. He's going to fight with you. He's going to stand with you forever. Let's go to the next slide. I want to look at this verse in context. Verse 16, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper, Parakletos, to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of Truth. You know, um, I remember years ago hearing a joke. And the joke went something like this. He said... <laughs> This guy, he needed a, a brain transplant. Okay, it's a joke. So anyway, he needed a brain transplant. So he's chatting to the doctor, and they're considering their options. And the doctor said to him, well, we kind of have two brains here, you know, in the, in, in the, in the, in the store. Um, the one brain belongs to a Baptist person. Um, this brain costs about 5,000 rand. And then we've got another brain. It belonged to a charismatic, spirit-filled believer. Um, this brain is a hundred thousand rand. The guy's looking at this. He's thinking, "My goodness, why on earth the huge difference in price?" So the doctor said, "Well, <clears throat> let me just explain to you the difference in price. It's actually quite easy. You see, the brain here—that's a hundred thousand rand of this sort of spirit-filled believer." Uh, we did some tests, and we found out it's, it's, it's actually never been used. So it's, that's why it's so expensive. <laughs> I, I heard that joke, and I laughed. Because there's this mentality that if you are led by the Spirit, that, you know, kind of this part of your body, the cranium isn't used. But folks, the Bible says, Jesus says in these verses, I think it was two or three times, he highlights that it's the Spirit of truth. Folks, you can't read your Bible without Holy Spirit. It doesn't make sense. It's a closed book if Holy Spirit doesn't open it up to you. And there is truth for a lifetime and more in Scripture. He's the Spirit of truth. We don't throw our brains away because we are sensitive to Holy Spirit. He illuminates, empowers, puts our brains on steroid that the truth of God may impact our lives, and we may impact every facet of society. Amen. Even the Spirit of truth, you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I'm highlighting these verses about Holy Spirit helper Parakletos being with you. Three times, he says, to be with you forever. He dwells with you and will be in you. And, and verse 18, I will come to you. Do you see the closeness, the reality 
of God's presence that's promised three times just around this little verse. Parakletos is meant to be such a reality to every single one of us. How can David say, I can run through a troop, scale a wall? He says, because he is with me. The reality that I can came because David was convinced that God was with him. Folks, there are things, there are breakthroughs. You were created to bring breakthroughs, not just in your life, but in our communities. We need breakthroughs in our communities in so many ways. Where's the breakthrough going to come from? It's going to come from somebody who says, God is with me, I can. We need a breakthrough for example, treating coronavirus. Yes, vaccines are coming. They're all made overseas. How about some faith to arise that there's some Christian working in a lab in South Africa that has the ICANN. We don't have to pay a zillion dollars for them from America or Europe. We will do it here. And I'm using one example that's very relevant. But there's an ICANN that arises in people that know the reality that God is with me. God is with me. He says, verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Folks, if you've ever encountered a person who's orphaned, I think one of the, one of the biggest realities is they live with a sense of rejection and a, a sense of I don't belong, a sense of disconnect. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I want to submit to you, encountering parakletos can break the orphan spirit off you. Have you experienced rejection in your life? Has rejection wanted to shape you and form you and define you and cut you off? Have there been times where, you know, you walk into a room or you meet people and you just are feeling, I don't belong here. And you, folks, it can be a spirit of rejection. It is, it is the enemy trying to put an orphan spirit on you. Holy Spirit comes and he busts rejection of people's lives. Look at this, just not the next slide, go on to the, the, the Matthew 3, verse 16. When Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, the Bible says as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven, the Father this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Folks, once again, we see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The beautiful Holy Trinity. Our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One. Unified. But what's happening here? Can you see the Holy Spirit? Again, Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. This happened to Jesus. Jesus could say that because what was the father saying? This is my son. What is the opposite 
of an orphan spirit. It's being embraced and adopted as a son. Folks, it's one of the works of Holy Spirit. He embraces you and me as a son and a daughter of our Heavenly Father. This is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. You know, when I, I surrendered my life to the Lord wholeheartedly when I was 15 years old at high school, a Youth for Christ team came along. They put some slides on the screen. And I, for the first time, understood the cross and why Jesus had to die for us and all made sense. And they did a call. They did a call and said, if you want to receive Christ, stay behind afterwards. I'm in a high school of 800 kids. Boys on this side, girls on this side. When they closed the meeting, I just saw all these, all my friends just walking out. I was like, did you not hear them? Why are you walking out? Why are you not staying? I was the only boy out of 400 boys that stayed. There were about five or six ladies. And they called us around. And before they prayed, they said this. They said, do you know what you're praying? There was such a conviction. There was such a desire in my heart to pray a prayer of wholehearted surrender to Christ. It was such a conviction. The teacher who was talking to us, she looked at me, she said, Jacques, are you okay? You know what my conviction was? That this would change my life. I'm so glad it did. I didn't know where this prayer would take me. I literally saw myself on the mission field. I didn't know then I was called into ministry and we'd plant an amazing church in Peter Maritzburg. But I literally saw myself on the mission field. I was like, I know the consequence of this prayer. I prayed the prayer with all my heart. And that there was a teacher there and a guy. He promised to call me. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that call. And that was 37 years ago. I had an allegiance encounter. Surrendered my heart to God. But that's all. I didn't have any church family. My folks weren't serving God. I didn't really do Bible. Went to university. And I, I, I saw the Christians first year. I wasn't living a Christian. I didn't know what that looked like. But I saw the Christians. And there was something inside me that said, you belong with those people. And I started, I started sort of hanging with the Christians, and they invited me to a meeting, a res fellowship meeting in one of the residences, and there was a pastor, Paul Daniel, Timber knows him, and he was talking on baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I come from a very traditional church background, and when I was six days old, my folks said I was baptized. So here he's talking to varsity students about baptism, thinking, you're going to sprinkle these guys, or what's going on here? I didn't know what he was talking about. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, I thought, well, okay, he's just spiritualizing the sprinkling thing. My goodness. And he started talking about the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And he packed out all the scriptures from Acts, and I was sitting there, and I was like, this is what I've been missing my whole life. I'd literally been praying, God, I need power in my life. And they called us forward, and I went forward, and they took us into a room at the back there. And there was this one short girl, Les Pringle. I don't know if Timber remembers Les. She's short. She's about a head shorter than Temba. <laughs> she wants to pray for me, but 
She thought you have to lay hands on the head. So anyway, so she got a chair and she stood on the chair so she could reach my head. <laughs> Folks, the pastor was leading a prayer before she could lay hands on me. I exploded with tongues. Literally, I felt my mouth just explode. It was the most liberating, the most spiritual experience I've ever had in my life up to that moment. But this is when I went, they said, go back to your room and just carry on praying. I had a roommate. I found out later that he was also filled with the Spirit, had the gift of tongues. I was so cross with him that he'd never told me this. I'd known him for like 18 months. I was like, you've experienced this amazing thing and you didn't tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Why are you keeping this secret? This is amazing. I went back to my room and I was just praying in the Spirit. But folks, can I tell you what my heart felt I belonged to the Father. I always wondered if heaven was my home, if I really belonged to God. The spirit, the orphan spirit was broken off me that day. As I experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I sensed the words. I didn't hear these words, but this is... When I, when I read these words, this is my son, whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. That's what I heard the Holy Spirit speaking to me. They won. Holy Spirit will speak to you the words of the Father, the words of my Jesus. And that's what I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to, we prayed this morning and, and I, for breakthrough. But I believe one of the greatest breakthroughs is breaking the orphan spirit off of people. That people would know the God that says, you are my son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Can we pray? Do you mind standing? Can you just put your hands in front of you just as an act of surrender? Jesus, you promised that you would send your spirit your spirit would be with us forever, Lord. But Lord, you said you will not leave us as orphans. You will be with us. And so right now where we stand, Holy Spirit, I invite you to come. <sighs> Holy Spirit, come. I release Holy Spirit on every single person here this morning, Lord. And Lord, I pray as waves of your presence just fill every single person here, Lord. I release waves of your presence. Lord, wash off every lie of the enemy that we don't belong, that somehow we are outsiders. Holy Spirit, embrace, embrace, embrace. See, like a 
blanket, the Holy Spirit coming over you. Embrace. Embrace. Lord, and I release these powerful words. You are my son. You are my daughter. Holy Spirit, speak these words to every spirit. I speak these words. You are my son. You are my daughter whom I love. I love you, my daughter. I love you, my son. I am so pleased with you. I am so pleased with you. You belong. You belong to the forever family of God. You belong. I release the reality of your presence. Lord, I release the reality on every single person. May they know that you are worth them. And Lord, because you are worth them, there's a divine I can that springs up inside their hearts that says with David, with my God, I can run against a troop. With my God, I can Climb over a wall. Jump over a wall. With my God, I will overcome every obstacle and every enemy in front of me. With my God. With my God. May you walk in the forever reality that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Your life is forever changed because God is with you people of God said, Amen, 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 Amen. Thank you so much, Jacques. That was so powerful. He's not a God somewhere out there for other people. He's my God. Amen. And folks, as you leave this morning, I want you to leave knowing that He is your God. Amen. Um. Jacques, that was so, so powerful. Thank you for part two <laughs> of this message. And, and I think that's one of the reasons we had to have two services. You are just so much to give. Thank you so much. Um, and folks, I'd like to say thank you for joining us this morning. And as a reminder, uh, from next week onwards, we have one service at 9 a.m. And um, during this season of COVID, uh, we will take every precaution that we can to keep you safe. But I ask that you do one thing. I ask that you get into a connect group. Because even as we're starting to hear murmurs of a third wave on the way, um, when we're not gathering together, I want you to know, I want to know that you are well cared for. We've got great connect group leaders who uh, will help you to be part of family. Jacques was talking this morning and he said, he had had an encounter with God, but he had no spiritual family. And that hampered his growth. And on Sunday, it's hard to talk to everyone and find out how everyone is doing. But when we are together, and some of our groups run online, some of them are in person. When uh, COVID is uh, under serious lockdown, all our groups happen online. But it's a time to gather together, talk to people, get real get prayed for. It's where you get that standby. 
just like that Roman soldier, you get in the trenches together and people are pulling with you until you get breakthrough. But you know what? You're also pulling and helping others to get their breakthrough. So I want to encourage you, if you do one thing, get in a connect group. Um, we have our pastor, Jude Kaganda, and uh, he is going to let you know how to get into a connect group. You can speak to myself if you can't find Jude. You can speak to Miriam. would love to help you to get connected. Amen. Folks, at the back, we have pastors Obi and Maputi. And uh, they are running Victory Weekend for us, coming up. Amen. They are incredibly talented and gifted people. And um, Obi, he does a lot of things in the church, including helping us to do one of the most difficult parts with the sound and live stream. Guys, thank you so much, sound team, live stream team, for serving. Appreciate you guys. And know that uh, we are needing to level up. And uh, that's okay. We're growing. Amen. Uh, we're getting bigger every day. No, 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 no. We're getting better every day. Should we say, yeah, yeah, bigger? No. no. COVID kilos, enough of that. Amen. Um, so, folks, God bless you. Have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for joining us online. Father, I pray for these amazing people. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless them, that you would keep them, that your face will shine upon them that they'll encounter your presence with them in the small things and in the big things. I pray, Lord God, for love to flourish in their hearts in every situation, for every relationship. I pray, Lord God, for the fruit of kindness, of joy to be their portion this week. And we bless them in Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God said, amen, amen and amen. Guys, thank you so much. Pastor Jacques, thank you so much. That was really awesome. Mirandeni, thank you. Appreciate you. Um, all the way from Venda. <laughs> Amen. God bless you guys. Have a fantastic weekend. There's tea, coffee. We'd love to get to meet you uh, in a socially distant manner. Amen. Amen.